0: Ah, let's play a game. Is it worth it? One. And yeah, we'll just start recording and about whatever, I guess. Because, yeah, uh, good listener. I know you're expecting that James and I, and we're also going to have a guest Cujo on for the show um, if we can get him. Uh, talk about Xenoblade Chronicles, but uh, it's been kind of a trying month for both James and myself as far as trying to play the game. I'm about 12 hours in. I think you're about three. Um, yeah,
1: exactly. Three hours.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I've Are got, you watching me? No, no, you sent me a text message. so um, <laughs> I uh, Yeah, I played, I actually got a real big head start on it. I started playing, and then, you know, I've been taking my wife to the to the hospital quite a bit lately. In fact, just today, uh, we uh, we did a pretty, uh, not huge, but a, a mildly big uh, surgery. I took her in oh and, and got that done. And, yeah, she came on the other side of this particular one uh, with flying colors, so to speak. But there are um, are some future ones that are the scarier things that's going on. And we still haven't got a definitive diagnosis. Um, It's still up in the air as to it can be one of, like, three or four different things. But we're narrowing it down and taking care of... uh, this and that and the other and uh, i don't really want to get into it too much because yeah, yeah. she's uh she's a very private person when it comes to stuff like that but she's very sick and uh, we're trying to get her well i took the day off today actually and spent all day with her and uh you know because you know, she just got out of the hospital and yeah i don't i don't understand how that's even a thing man that you can do like these major or pseudo major, not major major. You know, it's not like my dad recently. He had a double bypass. It's not that invasive, but like you can do this surgery and then expect these people to come home the same day. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, the poor girl could barely walk and was super nauseous all day. And you know, trying to take care of her and the kids. And, and it's been it's been a hell of a day. And it's kind of it's kind of been that way for. Uh, a while, unfortunately, and you know, I was kind of thinking about that earlier. I was thinking, you know, what what I really want to happen is uh, for Brent or Nick to win the lottery because it seems like if one thing happens to one of us, it's like the stuff happens to someone on the other end as well because Brent's wife, poor girl, she she's sick and, uh, gosh, I can't even remember. I think it was NS or or something that she's been diagnosed with and uh, he's been dealing with that and that's terrible and now you know just really within a few days of each other it's like I'm going through the same thing not the exact same thing obviously but my wife's sick and we're dealing with that and you know at least I've met my deductible for the year (laughs) We've been in the hospital so much it's ridiculous, so yeah, it's kind of hard to play Xenoblade, but we wanted to put out an episode, not to get too dark, and uh, yeah, I said, James, let's just talk about whatever, we'll just riff, and uh, I've got a list of hidden gems or something, but I don't know that we'll even call this a hidden gems episode, we'll probably just, you know, maybe I'll mention them, I don't know, I have been drinking a little bit this last hour and a half... (laughs) waiting uh-huh. on, uh David to go down. <laughs> so at this point, I'm kind of like a little loopy, but that might add to the fun. Who knows? We'll see, right?
1: Yeah, I could probably throw together five five games to talk about at least. I don't know if they're hidden gems. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll figure something out.
0: Yeah, we'll figure we something out.
1: We can make it whenever we want it.
0: Yeah, right, sure. So what you been up to, man? Anything?
1: Uh, like I said, it's the end of my fiscal year. School closes down. I had a busy end of May and then getting June going, you know, I'm just, like looking at my summer, and I, like, I got just so booked up with everything, with sports, and I'm teaching a little summer school, and I'm getting some stuff together for next year already, and I just, I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm just doing too much, I need to, like, I need to cut some stuff out, like, so I'm I'm gonna, this is probably my last busy year right now, I'm gonna, start phasing out a lot of my sports stuff and just kind of get back to basics, hanging out with the family, mm-hmm. you know, focusing on me a little bit more, working out and, you know, and then ultimately like to play some video games because that is a <laughs> very therapeutic thing for me and I right. I need to reserve some time to kind of get into it and there's just not enough time to do everything. Um, i gotta got to figure out what's important and,
0: you know, not all about me, but, you know, i got to take care of myself here and there. For sure. Yeah, no, I, mm-hmm. I relate 100%. Yeah, it's like, you know, I bought this PlayStation 4, what, maybe four months ago or something. I've already got, I don't know, 12, 13 games or something for it, and I've played, you know, all of one or whatever. Um, uh-huh. uh Outside of, like, some shorter downloadables like uh, Firewatch and... Uh, yeah, Finch and stuff, but yeah, like, all, I bought some major titles, I picked up, finally picked up, uh, uh, Fallout 4, uh, got the Game of the Year edition of that, I picked up, uh, Until Dawn, uh, of course, Thimbleweed Park, which we probably are gonna cover on the show soon, but just a bunch of stuff, and it's like, yeah, I really wanna play this stuff, but... At the same time, my backlog is so heavy, and then like just life gets in the way, and yeah, it's it's hard to find time for yourself for sure. Uh, this mm-hmm. <sighs> is it's such but a downer that's, episode. <laughs> that's
1: that's being a man, I guess. You know, like, we got to, um, we get to do our stuff. So
0: yeah, lately it's been it's been tough, like to even try and play. Like I've been uh, pre-show, I was watching Trailer Park Boys because. That' was one of those shows that like everyone's always on about and i've never uh uh-huh. I've never watched it and i kind of, like the first few seasons are really bad, but I've been catching episodes here and there and I finally got to where it starts getting a better quality and it's actually pretty good i'm I'm enjoying that so I've been watching a lot of trailer park boys this past month and unfortunately not playing a whole lot like i played uh, uh i joined p s n plus and uh they had some downloadable games um last month it was like uh, beyond two souls which i already had raymond legends which is excellent i did play about an hour of that and i really enjoyed it and i'll Mm -hmm. put some more time into that that game is incredible uh if you haven't played it pick that up it's awesome uh and then uh king oddball which is like this really weird game where you play like Uh, like a volleyball that's also the sun or the moon or something and it has a long tongue and it has three rocks that it can throw into targets it's kind of like an angry birds hybrid type thing and I didn't think I would like it at all and then the night that I actually popped it in I ended up playing it for like four solid hours like all my game time that should have been gone into Xenoblade I'm playing this like really quirky weird thing and yeah, that, that again, inebriation could have played a part in that. It was it was a lot more fun than it probably should have been, but, um...
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh That's Other than funny. that, yeah, I borrowed uh, God of War from a buddy of mine. I know Brent's playing through that, and I'm really kind of chomping at the bit to play it as well because everyone's talking about it. And, um uh, It's, you know, it's the <coughs> next big thing. It's the whatever. And last time everyone was all gaga about a game like this, it was, um... The Last of Us, and and I, I thought for sure the hype train couldn't live up to it, and fucking Last of Us is one of the most amazing games I've ever played, so maybe God of War is uh, up there too, I don't know. I'm I'm still uh, somewhat doubtful, but obviously it's a good game, but uh, is it going to make my top five? I don't know, but I really want to play it, so I don't, know. I don't know. I got so much I want to play, James, in so little time, brother. Well,
1: funny story about the PlayStation Plus. My son was, he, you know, he's
0: 13 months,
1: 14 months now, and he likes to, you know, do what I do now. And I was playing with my PlayStation controller, then I set it down, and he picked it up, and he started mashing buttons. And then I got an email about a minute later saying, I just purchased PlayStation Plus. <laughs> so somehow, some way, he hit the right buttons and bought me a three-month subscription to it. So like, hey, I should have be... gone for the full year, son. been better. <laughs>
0: It's it's, uh, it's not a bad thing to have. I mean, they, they no. really give out good shit. It's, you know, I, I bought one month because I was like, hey, you know, I wouldn't mind having um, Rayman Legends. I was considering buying a physical copy of it, and it goes for about, you know, seven, eight bucks anyway. And I was like, hey, and I get a copy of Beyond Two Souls and this King Oddball game. And I was like, hey, and because I'm buying it toward the end of the month, I'll get whatever games are for next month as well. So I went ahead and you know, spend the nine bucks and yeah, got, uh, the games yeah. for this month as well. I think it's like trials, HD Fusion, and which, you know, I could care less about, but I hear it's good. It's a good racer. So I might put some time into it. And then, uh, shit, I can't remember what the other game is this month, but I remember I was like, Ooh, I might actually play that and downloaded it. So yeah, it's, it's not a, it's never a bad idea to, you know, purchase plus or the Xbox equivalent gold. I've, I've, also really enjoy that. So it's kind of a bummer. they <coughs> took it away from PS3. You know, uh, log into my PS3 probably more often than I do my PS4. Uh, yeah. largely because I've got it all set up, you know, I've got my YouTube account linked, I've got my Netflix on there already, and I just, I'm that lazy that I'm not going to put it on my new system, uh, <laughs> save all the passwords and stuff like, in fact, if, if you put a gun in my head, I don't know that I would know my Netflix password, it's been so long, because it's been on that PlayStation for however long, you know, eight years or something, so, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I was on there but yeah I've uh I've been getting like really into lately and maybe you've noticed because I know we're friends on it uh Instagram because I was told by a fellow fellow podcaster that like Instagram is the best um forum for like video game collecting and stuff that is out there right (laughs) now and I've had an Instagram for a while but I only had like two or three posts and um I started posting. I made a decision I'm going to post one picture out of my collection a day with like a little caption or whatever and see what would happen. And over the past week, you know, I doubled my the amount of people I had following me. I only had like 30 because I'd posted like you know maybe three or four photos or whatever it was, not a lot. And yeah, so that's that's fun. If you want to follow me on that, I'm at uh Retro Blaine J, I think is my name on Instagram. I think it will find me. So, yeah, check that out if you just want to see random uh, posts of, you know, rare video games. Not so rare, some of them too. Just me saying, hey, yeah, i take a picture of this and give a little backstory as to how I acquired it or whatever like that. I mean, it's silly, but it's kind of fun too. You know, and it also, if I ever have a house fire, I'll have this uh, Instagram account showing what all I actually own. Yeah. Maybe that will go a long way towards the insurance company. I don't know. Fuck.
2: Uh, that'll be good. Smart. Yeah,
0: yeah. But yeah, it's been it's right just been uh not to bring things back down, but it's just been a real trying month. Um Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh you got any news you wanna discuss? Anything coming down the path? Yeah, I got a couple from, I got
1: yeah. a couple of projects. I'm, I'm just um, I've been kicking around right in my head, trying to I'm a pretty creative guy and I need I need ways to you know, use my find ways to get my creative outlet going. Sure. Um, I got two things. First thing, I was playing around with all day today, basically watching Twitch, and I'm thinking, like, we should do something like that. We should do mm-hmm. some Let's Plays or some just some silly shit like they do on there. I'm with you. And I found a website that's like a Google Chrome thing. Hang on, right here. I've just been playing with it all day. Uh, Screencastify. Hmm. It's like twenty four bucks or twenty four bucks a year, and I'm gonna try it out. You know, it's not the most expensive one, it's not the best one. I've, I've been playing with it, but I think it's something we could do and you put on Twitch together or put on you probably YouTube I don't know YouTube, but either way,
0: whatever.
1: And you know, it's, I, I I go on Twitch and I like type in games that like you know I love. They're not there, so I'm thinking like there's gotta be a a market for this you know somewhere someone's you know no one's played that the game we were talking about earlier saga 2 oh sure um, goddess of destiny yeah and I'm, I'm that's gonna be my my debut once i get this thing figured out and working i'm gonna play that game and put it on youtube or put it on twitch and um yeah. i'm gonna go through that one so that that's one thing i thought you know you and i could no kick percent. around and maybe get
0: into not to copy, once again, Brent and Nick, but they've recently started uh, Twitch streaming a lot of the games that they're playing for their show, and I don't yeah. I don't know how well it's going for them, but that's, you know, it's, I, I've tuned in a couple times, watched for a few minutes, it's really cool to see the people, you know, even though I know those guys, and I've met them in real life, it's like, it's really cool to see them talking as opposed to just listening to them, so that's a lot yeah. of fun, it feels like you're in a room with your buddies and stuff, so yeah, I, I definitely want to get down on on that as well Uh, but I also you reminded me that uh, a friend slash fan of ours that um, listens to the show has been hounding me for a couple years about hey you need to put all your shows on YouTube and I'm like I don't have the time or the energy or the inclination to do so and he finally just sent me a message uh, earlier this month he was like if you give me access to your YouTube I'll post those up for you and he's been slowly Posting them up with, like, uh, not necessarily gameplay footage, but with, like, images of the game and stuff, and, you know, our, our logos and stuff like that. But so our podcasts are slowly being integrated into YouTube. And uh, right <laughs> now cool. they're, yeah, right now they're on hidden. You know, I haven't posted them up, but uh, eventually, it, uh, if you just type in, is it worth it podcast? I have them under a separate feed from my main feed. Um, and yeah, it'll be its whole, it's, own channel basically and yeah you'll be able to find all our old content there uh, so far I think he's posted five or six of the episodes um, uploaded them and posted some video with it and stuff and so yeah pretty pretty nifty um, <coughs> again I don't know how many people actually listen on YouTube like our buddies over at playing with power they posted all their episodes on YouTube and I think they get at most like three or four um, people watching through that medium uh, but he really wanted to do it and I was like, okay, uh, yeah, I mean, that's one more way to get our name out there and our brand out there or whatever. Um, so yeah, that's cool. And another thing I did recently, um, while I'm thinking about it, it was actually yesterday. There's this really old podcast that, um, when I first started listening to podcasts regarding video gaming, and this is like 2009, you know, it's, it's been a lot of years there's this podcast little known at the time called, uh, pixels and bits. And it was just these two guys, these two buddies. And they were just talking about old video games, much like yourself and I, you know, and they really inspired me a lot to like, want to do podcasting myself. And it ran for a number of years, maybe four years or so, but there was huge gaps in there. Kind of like D and D are doing right now with their, with their show. And, uh, then it just died around two thousand fourteen and it was it was weird. It was kinda like you ever have like a favorite sitcom that like you've seen a hundred times, like maybe The Office or MASH or something, and like yeah, you've seen it a hundred times, but when there's nothing else to watch, you rewatch one of those mm-hmm. episodes. That was this podcast for me at work. Like I'd run out of podcasts to listen to and you know run out of whatever it was for the day and i would be like oh i'll re-listen to the mac adventure you know episode of pixels and bits or i'll re-listen to whatever you know pixels and bits and it was it was a really great show like i said they had a lot of camaraderie between the two hosts and then last week i went to download an episode and it was just gone so i was like "Uh uh-oh so i actually wrote the the host because i'd found him on facebook years ago and they, you know became friends or whatever just because you know support the people you like and uh, he said that he would re-upload them i don't know when that's going to happen but yeah they're evergreen the shows they do because they're just talking about old games like there are some instances where they'll be like dude have you played the new ps3 whatever game yet and you're like okay this is obviously dated but for the most part they're evergreen and it's kind of fun to listen to so if he re repost those all up i suggest to any listener listening to me that you know they've got some really good stuff now i will say they are a little risque they definitely cuss um the main host is I i won't say he's racist he's cuban so it's hard for him to be a racist guy but he uses a lot of racist terminology um here and there uh so watch out for that if you're if you're not um used to such a thing, or if you're easily offended, I I don't recommend listening to it, but it's a really great show, and the thing is, unbeknownst to me, this guy, I guess he went on on YouTube to, like, uh, switch his brand from, like, video game uh, reviews to all things Dragon Ball Z, and now he's, like, one of the biggest YouTubers for Dragon Ball Z related content, (laughs) and I was like, what? So, apparently the guy, he's got, like, uh, 42,000 subscribers to his YouTube channel now, which is crazy. But, uh, yeah, uh, check him out. If, if it gets posted back up, it may be a while before he actually gets around to it. If he gets around to it, he said he would, and I trust his word. He seems like a decent fellow and I invited him. I said, Hey, you guys always, you have an open invite. If you ever want to talk about video games again, and he didn't respond to that. So I don't think he's interested, but still while I was thinking about it, I just thought I'd mention it. Yeah. Yeah. Plus it's just more filler. Yeah just talk about whatever pretty cool. yeah yeah, i, I, I love it like uh, the theme song on that show they took i don't know who did it but someone took uh the the fight music from punch out and wrapped around it and added like drums and all this stuff it's really cool So, uh, yeah, check it out if it comes back up. Pixels and Bits, which apparently after their podcast ended, some asshole stole the name and created a YouTube channel and called it the same thing, because that's what people do now, is, uh, ride the coattails of anyone else that actually had talent. That's lame. Yeah, yeah, no one's gonna steal Is It Worth It podcast. No one's gonna steal that, but, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) welcome to Is It Worth It podcast, a podcast where we talk about whatever the fuck we want. Um... You know, typically we talk talk about rare and or valuable games. Um, I'm here. My name is Blaine J. Uh, with me, yeah. as always, my co-host James Millholland. And this week, uh, don't know what the hell we're doing, man. I guess we're gonna talk about some random games. I, I made a list, kind of like I this month it snuck up on me. I don't know about you, James, but I looked at like literally today. I was like, holy fuck! It's the, the you know the 13th. Currently, it's the 14th right now as we're recording it like twelve thirty at night right mm-hmm. so you know obviously we couldn't sit here and talk about xenoblade because i've got 12 hours on my belt and you've got three you know I, I feel like i've got a good understanding of the game and i probably won't honestly i'll probably only put another eight or ten hours into it unless it really grabs me um because the game is just too big you know uh not a bad game. I don't want to get into it too much because I want to. I kind of want Cujo here, someone that's actually played through the entirety of the game to kind of uh, guide us on that. But, but yeah. Uh, so James a, and it's I, a
1: big game. It's a lot of stuff going on oh in that game. But yeah. Let's, let's get into God. it next time. But
0: yeah, it, it's big. I wish
1: I had that game when I was like I right know, like eight, eighth grade. Like I would have just been lost in it forever.
0: Live that game, but. Or, or if I had a job where, like, I could play that game at at work. Like, if I had a maybe the 3DS version, I, I could probably play that a lot more than uh, the Wii version that I do own, you know. Because yeah. like, the Wii version yeah. requires me to sit down in front of my television and play it. And one of the major problems I'm, I'm having is I'm using the uh, the Wii remote and the nunchuck to play it. I don't have a classic controller. I really, okay. Yeah, I really thought about playing, or buying one, rather, but um, a lot of people online said it doesn't really make it a lot better. It makes certain things better, but certain things worse because it actually was designed with a re- Wii remote in mind, and I was like, okay, so... And, you know, 20 bucks is 20 bucks, so I was like, fuck, you know, I can play it with this thing. I guess I'll just keep going with this. <coughs> I don't know why it's not compatible with the GameCube controller because that would be amazing, but it's not, so whatever. But yeah, we'll mm-hmm. we'll get into that next week. Um, I don't know. I I kind of thought we could do like another pseudo hidden gems episode and just talk about random games from our past, even though we haven't played them in a long time. I wrote down a bunch of games that, if I'm being quite honest, James, I don't know if some of these. We're on our last Hidden Gems episode, which is apparently our most downloaded episode, um, which is crazy to me. I would, I thought it was kind of a garbage episode, honestly, because it was kind of similar to now, where you and I were like, we don't have any content, we gotta do something, and like we both wrote a list out <coughs> within however many minutes it took us to write it, and then we just discussed these games that we really liked that maybe not everyone has heard of, right? Yeah. So, yeah, i wrote a list. I've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. I actually have exactly 10. I don't know if you have a list at all, but you said you had five or so.
1: Yeah, I could put together five if I uh, work on it here for a while.
0: <laughs> Do you need yeah, more?
3: Yeah.
1: I, I can get something together here. I've, I've been thinking, and i got you know, at least three. So, I'll, as you talk, I'm sure I'll put together a few more.
0: Oh, right on. The thing about... Guys, the thing about, like, the term hidden gems, I absolutely hate it. I think maybe I touched on this last episode, I don't know. But, like, at this point, is anything really hidden? Because, like, these people, like myself, to delve into any given system, like, we're looking for the best games of that system. And even the ones with the huge libraries, like uh, PlayStation 1, you know, has this huge library. PlayStation 2 has this huge library. Um, It's it's still under, like, three grand, you know, games. (laughs) And there's someone out there that's played, you know, uh, every one of those games. There's not, like, an actual hidden gem. So the cream rises to the top, as they say. And so, like, the idea of hidden gem is kind of, like, ludicrous to me. But at the same time, I do understand that there are some people that don't uh, necessarily research it as hardcore as someone like Blaine J, who's constantly looking for, like you know, what's the best games on this platform, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So I wrote down some stuff. I don't know. My first one, uh-oh, what's that?
1: No idea. <laughs> okay, I keep Sorry
0: about that. No, you're fine. The, the first one I wrote down um, is an NES title. A lot of people are always asking me personally, like, what's something on the Nintendo that's really great that I've never heard of? And I'm hoping that I didn't use this in my last example too because it's kind of one of my go-tos when someone asks me what's a really great game for the nintendo the original nintendo that i haven't played i say uh, battle of olympus have you played that one
1: no oh well battle of olympus i think i own it actually but i don't i think i totally i bought it in a collection recently oh really i haven't gone through it yet yeah it's actually sounds familiar
0: it's I can't remember who made the damn game. It's like a, one of those developers that you know of, but isn't like overtly known like a Konami or a Capcom or a Square or something. And the best way to describe it is it plays a lot like uh, Zelda 2 for the NES. Um, You play as this one character and you get different items in your inventory that can do different things. Everything from like a club that can shoot fire to, you know, upgrades on your shield and et cetera, et cetera. And, And these things are used to get past, you know, areas as you progress through the game. And you eat ambrosia, which is effectively like a heart retainer because it makes your energy grow grow higher, and so on and so forth, and it's just, it's just a really good little game, if you know what you're doing, you could beat it in just a few hours, but, and yeah, it has a password system in lieu of, like, a, a save, you know, battery backup save, so, I actually, going back, it's weird, when I was a kid, I would have absolutely gone for the the save feature over the uh, password system because i hated passwords but as batteries are failing more and more on these old carts it's like i actually prefer the password system especially now that it, we all have smartphones in our pockets and we can just take a picture of that bastard instead of having to try and write it down and misinterpreting an i for a j or whatever the fuck an O for a zero or whatever uh, that stuff used to drive me crazy and now it's just like you got that perfect screen cap that you can go okay this is exactly what I need to do and it makes it a lot easier and of course if you're emulating you can just save state anyway but great little game anyone that hasn't played it it's uh, RPG like while it's action RPG I guess the best way to describe it I don't know but good game uh, pretty good music um, no story to speak of really Um, you will get annoyed at collecting olives I'll tell you that much um yeah, do you have one, or do you want me going to my second one?
1: Oh, I got them. I got one for you. Oh, let's hear it. Um, mine. I don't know if, it, yeah, like you said, I don't know if it's a hidden gem, but it's a game that like stuck out with me when I was a kiddo. First of all, the first three I'm going to talk about are games that really just stuck out. Um, this is the first game that I beat, like all the way through. Uh, probably taking about sixty. 60- maybe 90 minutes to beat this thing tops if you know what you're doing but have you ever played a
0: breakthrough for the NES you know I I haven't and I don't even know that I own it I don't think no, I do. man I've seen it around but
1: it's a terrible game you're <laughs> a jeep and you're driving on the left side and things. Are shooting at you. Some things are, and you just scroll, you know, you're driving to the right constantly, and you can move all the way around the screen, shooting your little white bullet. Okay. And the reason why it was the first game I beat is because it's unlimited continues. You know, you die, you just restart. And you can get through the game, and it's just, there's just nothing to this game. I think it's five levels. Uh, you go through shooting little army men, little tanks, little things. There's, I think, if I remember correctly, God, it's been 20 years since I've played the little mini buses, and then at the very end of the game you just drive out into an airstrip and an airplane picks you up, and you just fly away with your Jeep. Real uh, silly little game. I wonder if any, I don't, I've never met a single other person that owned it. It's just me, one of the earlier titles, I think, of the NES, and Silly, stupid
0: little game. Fun game. Nonetheless, sounds terrible. I don't know what to tell you, man. Like i was, you know, the last time we did this hidden gems episode, every game that you mentioned for the NES, I went out and bought the next day. I, I, oh. went, I went and got Gotcha. What was the other? Uh, was it Guerrilla War? I can't remember. You you named like two oh. or three, and I was like, uh, I wrote them down, and I went out and picked them up because I didn't own them. And yeah, they're all in my collection now, and I was thinking, now i got to pick up Breakthrough, but now I don't fucking want to pick up Breakthrough, it sounds terrible. <laughs> it's
1: You'll beat it, it's fun, you know, I guess, but it's, no. it's like one shot, one kill, you get hit, you know, you're dead, it's like, it's so frustrating, it's like, God, God, kill me, when it stops, you're right back off again, and you're almost like, uh, okay, here we go, keep playing, might as well. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, it's not great. I mean, I think it's currently at my local LGS for five or ten bucks. So yeah, maybe, maybe I'll still pick it up. <laughs> I don't know, man. It sounds pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> good, good pick though. Uh, my next pick, I kind of think I did talk about this. It's another NES title. Um, I think I talked about it on the last episode. If not, I've mentioned it before on the show. It's called Princess Tomato and the Salad Kingdom. Do you remember yeah, when I talked talk, about
1: that? We've, we've talked about it. it's just like deja vu, right? Where it's right, point to and click, getting through
0: it. Yeah, yeah, but it was released by Hudson Soft, and you mm-hmm. play as like vegetables, you know. But like the storyline yeah. is actually kind of cool because there, there's a lot of in the window and stuff for adults that like a child wouldn't see, like you know the uh, chief of police is named Sergeant Pepper, and you know stuff like that. Um, uh-huh. Interesting game uh, Not as good as Deja Vu Shadowgate Uninvited But still very good um, Definitely recommend that It's quirky and funny You know Weird game It's it's one of those That you're like Why does this thing even exist So I'll skip that one then Because I think we did Talk about that And uh, my next game is called Totally Rad Did I talk about that For the Nintendo
1: I don't think so And I know this game. Describe it so I can light it out
0: of my memory. It's got to have, like, the most 90s artwork ever because it's, like, this neon yellow background with a, like, neon green dragon with, like, neon pink spikes coming off of it uh kind of like with both of his hands reaching up as though he's doing a pull-up to look through a window that is the nes uh label you know and the game itself though is a really pretty decent platformer you play as this kid that is awarded these powers um but kind of kind of like spawn in a way each each level you can only use your powers um So many times it depletes, and I don't think there's any way to make it increase. So, say you have like a hundred percent, and like you can change into three different creatures one of which can fly, one of which can swim, one of which is like super agile, and they all have different powers as well. And then you can do things like summon winds or fire or whatever you know, all these elemental effects and different effects, and they all have a cost. But every time you use one of these powers, it depletes from that. Uh, initial 100% and then when you're at zero you just revert back to what looks like a young Keanu Reeves sprite or something you know and you have like uh, a charge shot a la Mega Man and you're able to jump and that's really about it Um, but a really good game for what it is and I kind of think no one's really talking about it at all because it's got the silliest name of any you know vintage video game totally rad just sounds like some you know Total trash. Basically, you assume it's going to be bad, but it's actually pretty good. Um, I don't know what it goes for, but if you see it around, I definitely recommend picking it up. Um, hmm. If you're an NES collector, I don't know. I don't know. It's worth it just for the box art alone, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. that's why I know it's <laughs> because of the
0: box art. I mean, it looks stellar on a shelf. Uh, from that's what better. again? What I remember, I really enjoyed the game as a kid. I was really surprised by it. Um, I don't know if it actually holds up because I'm using these nostalgic memories, you know, as to, like, whether or not it's actually worth a damn. But, yeah. Uh, do you have another one? You want me to go straight into my next one? Oh, yeah.
1: I got five right now. Okay. Well, let's hear it. Um, next one. I don't know if you talked about this one or not on one of your previous shows, but, uh, have you played, um, The Adventures in the Magic Kingdom?
0: Oh, man. You know, I don't think I talked about it on a previous show, but I absolutely love that game. That that game what? was introduced to me. Uh, my mother worked briefly for uh, a doctor, and we went to Christmas one year to said doctor's house, and I hung out with like this kid's sons, which were roughly my age and he had you know he was one of these kids that had like 90 nintendo games he was fucking lucas from the wizard you know what i mean and (laughs) i had my three and one of the ones that i tried to play was uh, was uh, adventures of magic kingdom and it was really excellent because you got all those different uh, type of games that you can play. You know, you've got the, the roller coaster ride on like uh, whatever mountain it is, and the Space Mountain one, and then the other mountain one, which are both like roller coaster rides. And then you've got the Haunted House, which is like an action platformer, and so on and yeah. so forth. And you're trying to collect these keys. And yeah, it was it was really, really cool. And the thing it was is, a, it was a fun game. Yeah. The, I always associate it with uh, like. That was the first time I can remember realizing that my parents were less than as far as financially because this doctor gave my sister and I more Christmas gifts than we received from my parents like monetarily wise you know like we got better stuff from this random doctor guy than my parents were able to afford um that year you know. And, uh, so I always relate that game, Superman, I played that night, and I believe it was Batman, uh, the original That's Batman. Funny. And, yeah, I relate that to, like, being, like, the realization that, uh, my parents didn't make as much money as other parents did, you know, because I was still a little kid at the time. But anyway, what are your experiences regarding the Magic Kingdom? This game, like, used to frustrate myself and my two neighbor friends, because, like, we all the three of us had
1: like our own strengths in the game. Like I could beat the Haunted Mansion, no problem. But I had trouble with the Pirates of the Caribbean where my other friend, it you know, was reverse. And then my, the last buddy, he could do Space Mountain, but neither of us could do that. The issue was, like at any given day, one of us was always having a bad day. So we never did, we never could beat the freaking game and it always frustrated us that one of us just was, you know, having an off day and couldn't do their part, and we'd try it and it just wouldn't work. The Autopia, we were all pretty good at. Um, the Thunder Mountain, we were, you know, all, all fairly decent at. The the trivia part now, <laughs> the, we would always start out with that, and, you know, we, we became experts. Obviously. And I can't tell you, I can't tell you, even to this day, like, some random. I'll be part of some random trivia group, and they'll ask, uh, like, "What was the name of Captain Hook's ship?" And <laughs> I can credit this game. No, it had no name. Oh, really? It Had no name in like the original it. Peter Pan. The, in mm-hmm. subsequent versions, they, they named it the Jolly Roger. Mm. But originally, it ha- and according to this, it had no name. And I've gotten that right. I'm like, I got it right. Like it was like a year or two ago at some like pub trivia contest. Nice. It was, it was like it was one of those. Slumdog Millionaire, like, oh. <laughs> you know, <sort> of, I like, <laughs> thought back to, like, when I was seven years old, yeah. playing The Adventures of the Magic Kingdom, and, ah, it had no name. And I wrote that down and got it right. Very but, cool. But I, I recently, like, went through, like, how does this game end? And I, like, typed in and watched the thing on YouTube, and there's really no like, ending. Like, the, the center castle opens up and the game ends. Like, yeah. I thought there was, like, one last level or something like that that I've been, like... Deprived of my entire childhood, but no, nah, I, nah, I, I saw
0: the whole game. It's, uh, it's unfortunate. It's a Capcom game. It's for Nintendo, so you know it's good. Um, it's Disney yeah. licensed, so again, you know every Capcom Nintendo licensed game is great. Although it's, it might be the the worst of them, but it was one of the earliest ones as well. So, but yeah, yeah, one hundred percent worth the ten dollars or so that that game commands. Yeah. Um, you see it around a lot. I actually had, like, a copy that played but looked like someone had thrown it out of an airplane just to see what would happen. And, yeah, it was all smashed to shit, and I don't know where I got it or what I paid for it. But I ended up uh, trading it out and, and kind of unscrupulous of me. But I had a buddy that uh, worked at a game shop, and any games that he got in that I had a shitty copy of... He was like, yeah, you can just bring them in and just trade them out because the shop doesn't care about condition, whereas me as a collector did. So anytime, like, I remember I had a really crappy UN squadron. I had the crappy uh, Magical Kingdom and maybe five or six others that were really, really bad. And when he got a copy in, I just, like, he would call me and be like, hey, we got this in, and I know your copy is shit. And I was like, all right, cool. And I'd just come in, and we just literally swap them out for free, and I'd take home the, you know, nicer one. So... I ended up with a, yeah, Strider was another one. I had a Strider that had a hole in the the label that looked like someone had, like, frogged it or something and just knocked out, like, a big triangular piece, and you could see the board through it and everything. (laughs) Like, it played. I don't know where I got it, though. It's one of those things. Yeah, I was like, I'll just uh, trade this in if it's cool. And he was like, yeah, sure. So Yeah, it's good to know people. Pretty tight. Yeah yeah this this next one for me james i it's on a lot of people's lists so again the idea of hidden gem is kind of like whatever but i actually saw this game on a hidden hidden gem list and then was like oh i have to play that uh bought a copy i bought a loose copy because it's actually trending in price right now they're like 30 40 bucks for a fucking complete copy um but it's a DS game, the original DS, not 3DS, and it's called Monster Tail. Have you played that? I don't think so.
1: Monster Jam, I
0: don't think so. Oh, man. I can't recommend it enough because I, I bought it thinking, eh, I'm going to play this a little bit. And then I ended up just playing through it. You know, it's so good. It's a Metroidvania type game. Where you play as this kid that gets sent to another world, and you find like this egg within the first few, and this monster appears out of it, and it has certain abilities that as you use the monster, it'll level up, and then you can branch it off on these different things, and it has different. You can switch it at any time, you know, like from adolescent to um, like uh, teenager to adult. And like the adults, the strongest, but the slowest, the adolescents, kind of the mid range and then, you know, fast and quick. But they all there's different abilities within that, too. You can go this route and go more strong or this route and go more agile. And there's like all total, I don't know, 15 or 20 different combinations. And then as you master any given skill, kind of like uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, if you master a Squire's whatever skill, you can then equip it on, you know, when you change them to a Knight, you can have them do... That skill. Well, it's much the same for this. Like, if you master the monster's skill in this area, then you can uh, equip it when it's a different monster and it'll have those abilities, right? Um, but the really cool thing about this game is that it utilizes both screens on the DS or 3DS. It's playable on that as well, um, where you can, while the monster is on the main screen, um it will deplete in energy and if you use its abilities it'll deplete that faster right and then you can send it to the bottom screen which is kind of like its hangout and it interacts with the main world too there are some enemies that will like reach down and attack from the the world you're fighting in and vice versa and it's just i don't know it's it's hard to explain without the visuals but this game is absolutely stunning it's got like a real chibi Japanimation type effects to it. Uh, gorgeous little game. Uh, the sound quality on it is incredible. The story is, you know, it's whatever. You know, it's a DS game. You're not gonna look for like anything really crazy with that, but yeah, it is. It is really worth a play. Uh, I almost, I remember almost talking about it in the last episode, the only thing that held me back was I'd only played it a few hours, the last time we talked about Hidden Gems, and so I was like, well, it's not really fair for me to, like, include this, because I don't know if it keeps up being good, but it absolutely does. So, Monster Tail for the DS, I recommend anyone that hasn't heard of it or played it to at least check it out, watch some YouTube videos or something, you're absolutely gonna love it. Um, Yeah. Anyway, James, you sound like you're, uh, I don't know, like popping some corn or something. What's going on over there?
1: Really?
0: Yes. I <laughs> I kept hearing like like these pops like you're, it kind of sounds like you are uh, got a pot full of popcorn and you're cooking it over a campfire or something. Still
1: doing it?
0: Not right now, no. You know what? I was, I don't know, I was
1: messing with my phone. I'm trying to get your volume up a little bit and that was it. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Um, well, I'll I'll put it away again. Um, hey, I got a game for you. Okay. You ever play RC RC Pro-Am?
0: Oh, absolutely. And the sequel.
1: And the sequel. I played the sequel, too, quasi-recently, but this was, like, the first game I became, like, good at. Like, when I was a kid, like, really little, I got it at age, like, five or six. I was terrible. I couldn't couldn't turn very well. I'd use, like, the side side of the course to just, like, help guide me. Uh But I... I remember, like, I kept at it, I kept trying, and eventually, like, I figured this game out, and I could get pretty far, I could spell out Nintendo, like,
3: oh, uh, yeah. two
1: or three times, and get the upgraded vehicles, which, this vehicle, with this game, the biggest flaw of this game is it takes way too long to get, like, the cool car, Right? like, that should have been, like, an option, like, early on, like, in the game, like, I don't know what they were thinking, like putting this carrot out in front of us with the cover of the game, this really cool race car, and it's like you're driving around these trucks and jeeps and shit cars for so long. Yeah, they look <laughs> so you like, that, like wheels. Dirt. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was a fun game. I um uh, you get the little missiles and the bombs you play with. And, yeah. And then uh, this game, like, I think Midway, the creators of Midway played this game, and like, at, at some point, like one car would just like Break the game and cheat and like speed through and win, and kind of what player. midway games do when you're playing like a glitz at NBA hang time and like they try and even the game out, which always aggravated me. But it, still, a good game.
0: Yeah, probably. Probably the first instance of rubber banding that I can think of too, like you know, it's very famous in Mario Kart, or as you mentioned, NBA Jam, and there's a lot of sports games that do this. Where if you're like you're really far ahead, the AI says, "Okay, now we're going into impossible to beat me mode." Until you know, and it's like I get it, but at the same time, it's like it's so bullshit when you're playing a Mario Kart and you're you know in the lead and you get hit with a blue shell, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and if you're in the lead. You will never ever get the blue shell or even red shells or anything. Yeah. Or if you're in the lead, you're getting fucking banana, and you're getting that fucking fake, you know, uh, box, you know, and that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, that's what like people started playing like second place j- until the very end, you know, just to be able to get the good shit, and that sucks, you know. And RC Pro was the first yeah. instance of that, where I think it was the yellow car, like around game three or track three or whatever it was like that motherfucker was so fast. You couldn't beat him. You just, he was literally unbeatable. Like I think I watched a video even with like game genie trying to like hook it up and do stuff against it. And it's still like whatever, you know, added speed that you could get from that or whatever it was. It was like, yeah, no, this motherfucker is still going to be faster because the algorithms like it's always going to be faster than you and you're all can only get second or whatever. And it was like, man, that's fucking bullshit. You know so mm-hmm. and that was the first instance I remember as a kid being like, oh, man, fuck that yellow car or whatever, but it's really fun to play <laughs> against friends. It's uh, just like Mario Kart, you know it's it's a really great game to play against friends And then RC Pro 2 came out and that's actually one of the few I think there's only there's less than twelve games that support the multitap for the uh, original Nintendo where you can play up to four players racing against each other. I think that might be the only racing game on the NES where you can race uh, with four players racing against each other. And you know, I've never done it. I've got a multi-tap somewhere, but uh, it sounds like it'd be pretty cool. You know, I'd do that. Yeah, with four guys.
1: Worth a try. Yeah, worth a try.
0: Yeah, RC Pro Am. Yeah, great game. I wish they'd bring that back. Rad Racer too. All those, all those old like, you know, it's like, hey, just you know, just throw us a bone. Some of us old timers still remember that shit. You know.
1: What was, what was the, uh, I think you said it, Rad Racer, but is that the game that um, you had, like, a steering wheel and you played in uh, the arcade? You had the foot pedal and the steering wheel. And you, you know, maybe. You see, you see the whole track and you, like, move around.
0: Maybe in the arcade. I don't know. I mean, I played a lot of arcade games, but I'm going to be honest, like, as far as racing games go, I never gravitated towards racing huh. games whatsoever. <laughs> I wouldn't do it's an one arcade. Where there's like
1: three there's three steering wheels, and you can like you know you get two other friends playing and you race around the track together and the first yeah, place no, like no, continues brother. on oh god I remember the, we were like back east, or we were in South Dakota or something in a hotel and like they had a small arcade, and that was like one of the games they had, and I got really yeah. good at it. And my right. parents were getting ready or something I'd go down there with like a dollar and just play for like a half yeah. hour where they all got ready.
0: I played exclusively, like, brawlers, like I was a big proponent of Golden Axe, uh, things like, um, I loved the Arcade Willow game, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, Alien vs. Predator, um, Street Fighter 2, of course, Um, early, early days, stuff like Magician Lord, you know, like, I would play Magician Lord over Pac-Man any day of the week, if I saw, you know, like, Daytona, racing like I I didn't even touch it like I, I I played the one where like you're on the motorcycles you know that actually tilt oh, I played yeah. that a f- few times and stuff like that but like it was novel and I could see like the appeal of it but like I never really cared that much about that stuff I was always more about like fighters and brawlers and stuff oh Michael Jackson's Moonwalker in the arcade hell yeah <laughs> Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles the Simpsons arcade game that's my bread and butter so yeah you ask me to that's remember damn. about a, fucking racing game from the arcade like I probably saw it it may it may have been RC Pro-Am I couldn't tell you one way or the other um, yeah. but I know that the home the home version of it is really really great um right. next one up I'll, I'll just do two in a row here I've got a couple of Sega CD games um not a lot of people know about the Sega CD whatsoever you know it's not it's becoming really popular um to collect amongst the higher collectors. And as as such, like, the prices of these games are going through the roof, which is crazy to me. And it actually kind of pissing me off because I'm only missing, like, 20 to complete my set. And, like, the ones I'm missing, they used to be $10 games, and now they're, like, $40, 50 60 $200 games. And uh, this is one of those. Uh, it's, a, it's a shooter, or a shmup, as they call them. I hate that term, but... They call it that. It's called robo and I can't remember who made it, but I believe this is actually the sequel to the famous game for the Genesis called Musha, and I don't know. It's it's either this or Barry Arm is. I can't remember, but robo Lesti in particular... The, the one thing that you'll come away from playing this game is like it's it's a mediocre shooter. It's pretty good. Like you play as a big Gundam looking motherfucker and you can shoot things and then you can turn into like a big ship. You know, you uh, with power ups you can change your form. Um, or rather I think you're a ship and you can turn into a Gundam. One or the other. But the thing that stands out is the soundtrack. It's got this fucking just 80s ass metal just awesome soundtrack that's pumping in the background the whole time. I mean, it is way over the top. Uh, Like, you know, Cinderella, early Guns and Roses, Metallica shit, playing in the background the whole time you're playing. And it really gets your blood pumping, and it's awesome. Graphically, it's pretty damn good. It's better than 16-bit. It's not quite 32-bit looking, even though it's on a 32-bit system. Um, Great little game. Uh, Unfortunately, it is going for over $100 now. The second game, which is much easier to get into, um, Sega CD is well known for being a uh, full motion video uh, game system. You know, when it came out, like the idea of being able to play a movie was huge. We all remember. Dragon's Lair and Space Ace that came out in the 80s that were in the arcades blew things up. People were like, oh my god, this looks like a cartoon. That's because it was a fucking cartoon. We were playing an actual hand-drawn cartoon by Don Bluth, and when you press the button at a certain time in the animation, it it would go to a different animation. You know, it's like, oh, you didn't press down in time, well, jerk the Daring dies, you know. Or, oh, you did press it in time, he ducks, and whatever doesn't hit him in the head, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Well, this game is much the same, and there's <coughs> there's probably over 20. There's not as many as people think there are, but there are a lot of these games on the Sega CD. But one of the better ones, and what makes this game great, is you can literally go to YouTube and just watch the entirety, and it's as though you played the game. Because these movies are, or not movies, these games are really like a playable B-movie. You know, your night traps, your crime patrols, etc., etc. But the one I want to recommend is called uh, Wirehead, which is this really weird premise where this guy, and I can't remember the entirety, I haven't played in years, but I remember just like laughing my butt off of this poor bastard. He gets a bomb, like planted in his uh his brain you know cerebral cortex i think it is as this little miniature bomb and if he doesn't get to wherever it is he has to get to within a certain period of time it'll blow up and he goes through all this crazy stuff like riding down river rapids and doing all this stuff and then the whole time like he's got this bomb ticking in his head that he can hear and stuff and it's just a really crazy like 80s movie type of premise and like i said you can watch this on youtube i think the the entirety of the game is like 30 minutes if you know what you're doing so uh, just a fun little romp the game itself if you do collect for sega cd is uh pretty worthless as far as sega cd games go i think it's still under twenty dollars um totally worth your time like just just for the laughs involved alone um anyway you got another one or do you want me to keep going
1: oh i do have another one i do have another one um and that's one we definitely talked about already. Uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. I'm gonna oh. do all of these games. I think um, this game we played this game for like three months, and we loved it. And then it broke. Like you'd start it started up, and it would just keep resetting itself, resetting itself. Oh wow! And we would every couple of weeks we put it in, just hoping like it healed or something like that. But <laughs> it never. It just. It was just. It was just broken. Yeah. So like the legend of this game like just grew in my house and grew in my neighborhood how great it was and then like finally when I was like I don't know like eight years after or I already had the Super Nintendo I even had like the N64 by then I like found this game and like, I bought it and we bought it back and played it and it, was, it still held up pretty well oh, yeah. we were terrible at it because we hadn't played it in you know seven or eight oh, years yeah. but we loved it, it was, it's, it's such a good game and it's, it's probably the best uh, this, this is a bold statement, but it's the, <laughs> one of the best co-op games on the Nintendo. Contra is probably, you know, the next it's one. It's up there. T- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Arcade's up there, but oh,
0: yeah. this
1: one is right there.
0: I'll tell you what, man. If you, if you want to shit your pants uh, with just like, oh my god, how did they do this, uh, watch up uh, dual speed runs for Rescue Rangers. It is oh, yeah. in fucking insane because you know one of the mechanics you can do in the game is you can pick up boxes and apples and whatever the fuck else and you can throw them at enemies right. But also, yeah. if you, I think you have to hit the button at the correct time. If the other character is in the way of said projectile, they can catch it and throw it back towards. You oh. know, Chippendale can throw it back and forth to each other, and the speed runs were two guys that really know what the fuck they're doing. How fast they kill a boss because they'll like be within a pixel's breadth of this boss and they'll take that little metal ball and they'll throw it back and forth between each other while jumping and just hit him like the five times required to kill him within less than five seconds. Just boom, 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 boom. They're throwing it back and forth like a fucking beach ball, man. And it is insane. And going through the entirety of the level, they'll be carrying like one apple or a box or whatever it is and they'll be throwing that back and forth as well. And it is in fucking insane to watch this stuff so yeah if you really want to see like some, like it's it's always impressive to see a speedrunner period but to see two guys that are like working in tandem like that to get through it in fucking credible yeah. and of course it did spawn a sequel which is super fucking rare uh yeah. rescue rangers 2 which you know i managed to find a copy of for five bucks like i fucking always do i uh, never seen another one since but um th- equally as good if not better than the first one although like the nostalgia of the first one makes me like it more but yeah great little fucking game again another capcom game that uh you know licensed uh, disney game uh really can't go wrong the only one that kind of sucked on the nintendo was tailspin and it was still a good game it just wasn't nearly as good as the other ones that's the one I haven't
1: played. i have to get that
0: one. It's got a good soundtrack. I'll give it that. Uh, I don't like the mechanics yeah. of the game at all. It's like a, a mediocre shooter, if, if you're okay. asking me. Like, it's not bad. It's not great. It's just not bad. Um, my next game, and again, maybe we've talked about it. I don't know. Um, but it's a role-playing game for the Super Nintendo. Uh, it's... Relatively obscure, I think. At this point, basically everything for the Super Nintendo everyone knows about, but it's called Robo Trek. Have you played that one, James?
1: Uh, No, I have not played Robo Trek, but I think I saw. I think it was the SNES drunk did something on it, so I am familiar with it. It looks pretty
0: good. It is actually really stellar. Yeah, like graphically, it it holds up against almost anything on the Super Nintendo. It's a beautiful little game. Very uh, like Chrono Trigger type graphics, you know, with the uh, Japanime Chibi style stuff going on. Um, you play as the role of this inventor. Um, he goes out to go on this grand adventure, and throughout this adventure, he's able to build three robots, which you can customize on the fly um you can have one like be ultra defensive you can have one be ultra powerful and give them you know learn these new abilities for them and stuff and instead of the inventor himself fighting it's these robots that he creates that fight for him in these battles and you find these (laughs) scrap materials and items that you can use to create bigger and better robots and equipment for your robots and such uh throughout the game um really cool really cool game uh, recommended to anyone that likes 16 uh, bit RPGs it's it's up there as far as like you know uh, hidden gems go for RPGs you know like I always suggest uh, Paladin's Quest um, to people that haven't played it and the, the second one I will suggest is Robo it's an incredible little game um, definitely worth a play only about 20 hours to play the entirety of the game and you will have a good time in those 20 hours um, do I need to go into another one? Because I can. I got another one. I got, I got three more. Oh, let's go. Let's
1: about. hear it. One gem and then two. Uh, two gems and one other game I want to talk about. Um, this game is the weirdest game, I think, on Nintendo. I entered in all my Nintendo games on one of those apps. And this one popped up as, like, one of the more uncommon slash rare games. And I just can't figure out why. But have you played
0: City Connection? City, yeah, I've got a box complete copy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so do I And, like, that game is so goofy It's, it's fun yeah. it's Like driving your car around, collecting cans And, like, shooting cops on, like, three different levels That your car can jump And the it's objective really weird, is just right? to drive Drive over every, like, square inch of the level Once you've done that You fire on to a different city uh-huh. And police cars are a little different And you just do the same thing over again yeah, it's holding it over a cat
0: or the game's over. <laughs> it's it's kind of one of those games that, like, goes in between, um, like, the old arcade-style era. Because it kind of plays, like, a, a flicky or a mappy land or something where they, the idea is, like, you have these single screens with, like, three-tiered rows that you can jump in yeah. between. But at the same time, it's, like, it's moved beyond that. And, yeah. But it hasn't quite got right. there. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's a... It's it, was a
1: probably, it was probably very revolutionary for the time. Probably. Because most games you had to scroll, you know, left to right. This is probably one of the earlier games that can go both directions, although it was, a, you know, like you say, like a finite amount of area.
0: Yeah, I will say uh, it was pretty revolutionary when it came out. I want to say it was one of the earlier games on the NES. And mm-hmm. it, it is way more fun than it has any right to be, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely check out City Connection. Yeah, that if that's a game, you know, if you like those type of older games, you know, your Burger Times, your Pac Mans, you know, that like a better than Atari but not quite Nintendo games, it's like it's I don't know, it's it's somewhere in between Atari and Nintendo is what it feels like. Like it's definitely mm-hmm. a Nintendo game, but it it still has a lot of those old Atari mentalities about it. Yeah, great little game.
2: Yeah.
0: For sure, yeah. Like like I said, I found that box complete somewhere, and I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll buy it. And I was really surprised by it, so... Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For sure. My next one, and, and I don't know if I've talked about this ever, but it's a game for the Sega Saturn. We, You and I, James, we both have a lot of love for the Sega Saturn. Uh, and it's a fighting uh-huh. game, which the Sega Saturn does, like, really, really well. In fact, like... If, if we're talking about games for the Sega Saturn like oh, oh, virtually everything that's 2D for it, you know, all the, like X-Men Children of the Atom, Marvel vs. Capcom um, the Darkstalkers series even uh, your Street Fighter Alphas and stuff, they look and play so much better on Saturn than they do on the Playstation 1 it will blow your fucking mind uh, yeah. the Saturn was a 2D powerhouse, those games look so fucking good which is weird because the game I'm talking about is actually a Saturn trying to do 3D because that's what everyone wanted at the time was these fucking 3D games. Mm-hmm. Whether or not the system could actually do it, they tried to make it. And they made a little game called Fighter's Mega Mix. Um, I don't know if you've played it, James, but it it incorporates like characters from a lot of different Sega franchises, um, mostly from the Virtual Fighter series, but it pulls from other series as well. And there's just a ton of unlockables in the game, some of which are just unreasonably hilarious you can actually unlock uh, things like giant inflatable pandas as a fighter and they fight exactly like you think they would Um, all the way to you can unlock as the last one you unlock the the car from Daytona USA you can fight say, a an, an actual person as a car, and it will stand up on its hind wheels and, like, you know, throw its little tires towards the enemy and stuff. And, yeah, graphically it's not the best, but how fucking funny is it that you're fighting as a goddamn car versus, you know, some chick, you know, or whatever. It's it's really... It's a goofy-ass game. You'll have a lot of fun with it. I picked it up. It's, it's still under, like, $30, I want to say. It's not overly expensive you'll have a lot of fun unlocking everything on it I spent a whole night where all I did was just sat there and unlocked all the characters and just had a blast doing so so yeah that's, uh, that's my next pick is Fighters Megamix if you're a Saturn collector definitely check that out you got another one you want me to keep going I got another one this
1: game I'm not going to call it a gem but it's one I want to talk about because whenever I had a friend over that you know was kind of outside of my you know close-knit friends, someone coming from wherever, and they go through my collection. They always wanted to play this goddamn game, and I would warn them every time, you're not going to get past the third level. You're not going to get past the little dune buggy cars you got to ride. And you guess what game it is? It's a co-op. Third level with dune buggy cars. Not dune buggy. They're little hover cars, I guess, that you have to um, ride through a little track.
0: I, I'm guessing and, you're talking about Battletoads.
1: Yes, Battletoads. (laughs) And, you know, the game, like, started out so So good. good. First, like, two and a half levels, you're just like, this game is good. Then you get to that freaking little hover car, doom buggy thing, and I've I've never made it past there without a code. And I didn't get a code until, like, years later. And it ruined the game. But but you know what? I just saw, I guess, I think on E3 they released, it's getting a sequel.
0: Yeah, they're yeah. Out, they're coming back. Or a remake or and, something. And wow, yeah.
1: And I, I'm interested, and I think even in the in the trailer, they kind of joked about the hover the car, like, crashing. So <laughs> but if, if if they do it right, and they they don't have the game just break, which I've seen later levels, and there's some hard stuff in the later levels, too. So oh, it's like, flat, this game dude. was not made for, you know, I don't know. No, novice players
0: <laughs> It's amongst the top 5 hardest games For the NES easy and that's saying a lot Because those sons of bitches are difficult Yeah I've yeah. I've beaten Ghouls and Ghosts I've beaten the original Ninja Turtles I've never beaten Battletoads Even with the codes, yeah, and, the label, level select code I can't get past that fucking tower There's just no way uh,
1: And the co-op almost hurts you Because oh, if one of you die. You both
0: go back to the beginning And yeah. And you can punch next each person other. And, yeah. <laughs> it's so They're dumb. Games yeah. game's just watching a bail. For sure. Oh.
1: So, All right. Let me, you know what? You see, it, it's worth
0: it. Oh, for sure. Let me pause right here, and I got a piece so bad, and I'll come back. back to recording sorry about that guys my god don't drink a podcast um (laughs) wow anyway my uh my next game is kind of along the same line uh it's it's well known it's I, i hate to even include it there's no way this is a hidden gem except for maybe amongst people that haven't uh Haven't really, again, you know, if if you're a casual player, maybe you don't know about this game. But there is, James, and maybe you don't know, there is a Sims-type game. Think SimCity, okay? Mm -hmm. Set in the Jurassic Park world. Are you aware of that? I am. Okay, well, there you go. Most most game players are aware of it. Um, They became aware after the fact, though. Uh, The game initially didn't sell overtly well. It's an excellent game. The game, of course, is called Jurassic Park um, Operation Genesis. And it appeared on the Xbox, the PlayStation 2. You know what? I think it was just those two consoles. And... it is really great. You know, it combines everything from SimCity. You know, you're building effectively a town, although in this case you're building a park, but for dinosaurs, and there's something like 34 or 35, whatever, you know, somewhere in the 40 ish range, different type of dinosaurs that you can bring into the park and you can interbreed them with different ones to get different dinosaurs. And you set up your electric fences and you have to feed them so much or they'll do this or break out or whatever. I mean, it's just, really super cool and it's, again it's one of those games that's like it seems like a no brainer and everyone would have been into it but I guess uh, when it got released Jurassic Park was on a down uh, climb I guess you could call it because you know after Jurassic Park 1 the movies weren't quite as great until recently with Chris Pratt that movie was actually kind of decent but you know a lot of people just didn't pick this one up for whatever reason <coughs> And as such it's commanding like a hundred bucks now for a fucking Playstation Two game. So it's hard to recommend, but at the same time, like if you're a big Sims fan or you're a big Jurassic Park fan, and especially if you're both, I think you need to try and at least, you know, emulate it or something. It's a great fucking game. I always like Sim Tower. Did you ever play Sim Tower? Yeah, I'm sorry, I accidentally knocked my headphones off you said you always like yeah. sim city for what sim
1: tower sim yeah. tower is my like favorite one out of well not my favorite <clears> one but was <throat> one i i always like i've always like tried to buy again on like good old games or you know something but i've, I've, I've yet to find it and i think it's, it's pc only i think you're right
0: yeah i i heard another podcast talking about that recently and it occurred to me that either I had blocked that one out or I'd actually never heard of it. So my knowledge on, on Tower is like nothing, you know. <coughs> but they, they, in that podcast too, they were like praising how good that actually was. And I was like, okay, well, maybe that's something I need to check out in the future. <coughs> okay. Of course, there's still just a plethora of games I haven't played, including really great Sims games that I own that I haven't played. I have... Uh, yeah quite a few for the GameCube that uh, I tried to... I think it's Sims 3 or something, and I've tried to play it in my GameCube, and the memory card I own doesn't have enough slots to even let me play the game. It won't let you play unless you have so many slots free. And, like, I even erased the entirety of the card just like, I was like, fuck it, I'm playing this. And it was like, nope, still not enough. I was like, fuck, are you kidding? But maybe it'll work in the Wii. Maybe one of these days I'll throw it in the Wii because surely there's enough memory in that bastard. But you never know. I don't know. Yeah, never hmm mm. Funny. Well, the last game I have, actually, I you know, my last one, I'll say. Sure.
1: I just, it's a game we've talked about for a long time. And the only reason I want to drop it again, Beyond Good and Evil. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just back in the news because there's a new trailer for a sequel. It's like the second, I think it's actually the third teaser trailer we've had about a sequel yeah um check it out it, we've talked about it immensely. it's a great game also i want to mention uh, the completionist gerard whatever his last name is um he reviewed the game recently not a really great game to complete there's not a whole lot to do to complete there's not a lot of things to complete i mean but if, if you haven't played the game like watch his review because mm-hmm. it's really good but that's definitely one of my favorites and i can't
0: thank you enough for introducing that one or giving that one to me Oh, yes! i, yeah. I beautiful get, game it's so good and i didn't realize at the time either i just heard a lot of people There was a lot of underground talk like you got to play beyond good and evil and so like i'd always owned it but i'd never played it up until i you know i found the secondary copy of that flea market i think it was and i was like i'm gonna pick this up send it james and we're gonna play this motherfucker and we did and it was great i was really happy to have played it um, my understanding, though, is the next game is actually going to be a prequel to Beyond Good and Evil in which Jade plays the uh, antagonist. She's going to be the bad guy. Um, it precedes... Really? Yeah. Ooh, okay. And uh, there's some kind of other things that they alluded to where uh, players somehow uh, dictate what happens in the game through... Um, some kind of voting system or something really weird. It sounded like I didn't know what was going on. I don't know what kind of game this is going to be because the original one is a Zelda clone effectively. Yeah. Um, with some other spice in there. Yeah. But it's a really great Zelda clone. And this next one sounded like it wasn't going to be that. That kind of has me worried. I'm still going to buy and play the fuck out of it, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll have to see what what comes. Is it gonna be like super disappointing, or is it gonna be you know finally what we've all been waiting for? Which you and I have only been waiting a couple of years because we came to the party a little late. But still, fucking what a fantastic game! If you haven't played Beyond Good and Evil, you're doing it wrong. Especially if you love Zelda. You know, if you love games like Zelda, Beyond Good and Evil is really fucking good. Yeah, I I actually think about that from time to time. I'm like, I wouldn't mind playing that again right now, you know. Great fucking little game. My last game, James, is a game when my wife and I first met. um, You know, she's a gamer too, although not nearly to the extent that I am. But when we first met, uh, she would come over and hang out at my place and... Uh, you know, at the time I didn't even have like Netflix or cable or anything. I just had my game collection, you know. And she went through all my game collections and like chose something to play. And we're talking like at this point, it's been like 11 years ago. And she chose a game called uh, Shepherd's Crossing, which I, I bought because the back looked cool. You know, I knew nothing about the game. And she played that game over the course of the next probably two or three months. She was over, you know, every other night or every night, you know, subsequently sometimes. And she would just play it for four or five hours, you know. And basically what it is, is it's a kind of like a Stardew Valley or a um, Harvest Moon type of game. But it has its own little twists. Um, you actually, like, you'll raise dogs. But then those dogs will be able to protect your farm against varmints and you'll actually get into these like turn-based battles a la final fantasy with like squirrels or something using these dogs that you've raised and then you get so many of these you know it's all 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 elements of like that kind of rpg like old-school jrpg mixed with your harvest moon where you're like planting your seeds and you're raising your chickens and they're making the eggs and you're doing, you know, all that stuff all combined. And she really dug it. And I got to say, I had a blast just watching her play. Um, yeah. I've never played through the game myself. I've never even played the game more than five minutes, but uh, watching, you know, I watched her for God, she must've played that motherfucker at least a hundred hours, you know, um, over the course of a month or so really good game graphically it's great music was great gameplay looked really fun uh she was having a blast i was having fun watching her and i don't think it's an expensive game i out of all the games i've named i think it it is probably the closest to an actual hidden gem because i haven't heard a lot of like feedback like of you know anyone saying hey you know you gotta play fucking uh, shepherds crossing uh, like, there hasn't been a lot of people saying that that I know of, and, you know, maybe yeah, Metal Jesus Rocks yeah. is gonna come out next week and say how great it is, and then it's all of a sudden gonna be, you know, worth a hundred bucks or something, and that bastard, he does that shit, and it pisses me off, but, um, yeah, you know that phenomenon, right? Like, just, what was it, two weeks ago, I can't even remember that, oh, it was uh another game my wife really loved, uh, on his Hidden Gems videos, it was, um, I can't think of the name of the game. It's like Cubex or something. Again, another PlayStation 2 title. And it was like a $4 game. And all of a sudden, it went from being a $4 game to a $50 game overnight after his review. Yeah. Behold the power of Metal Jesus Rocks. He's a good guy. But, I mean, I wish he would quit doing his Hidden Gems videos because... You know, and I already had that game, but still, it's like you watch the video and then you really want to buy the game and then you go to look it up and everyone else and their dog is also looking it up and it drives those prices yeah. through the roof, you know, yeah, it's the YouTube phenomenon. So it is what it is. Anyway, that's all I got. I think that was all you had as well, right? Yeah, that's pretty much it for me too. Yeah. Again, yeah, I would like to start twitching you and I, we need to, uh, get together soon. And, uh, record this next episode before like i start forgetting about the game because it's been at least 20 days since i've even popped it in i i hate to tell you listeners but you know my life has been in turmoil for a little bit and it's been really hard to justify uh, getting into a jrpg uh yeah. but yeah maybe we can record in a couple weeks maybe i can put some hours and hopefully uh now that we've had this one major surgery she's doing a lot better and or will be in the next couple of days, and uh, yeah, maybe I'll have some helpful. more time on my hands. That's great. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, if you want to contact me, I'm at Simon Belmont, not Simon, but Simon Belmont at outlook.com. James is at James Milholland on Twitter. I'm at Retrokel. His email is goodbuddyJames at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram. Fuck yeah, you, you heard that. <laughs> Retro Blaine J earlier in the show. Uh, I post lots of stuff there trying to build that up, so definitely check that out. Um, we've got our Is It Worth It podcast page on Facebook. We've got Retro Game Core, I think, is still up. Uh, again, haven't updated that in a while. Sorry, guys. But we are also on uh, RetroRPG.net because we're part of the Retro RPG podcast. Um, listening yeah. to our friends at the RPG show. Um, all the other guys, I don't know, playing with power. All our friends, I can't think of the half of them. Pixels and Bits, I shouted those motherfuckers out. They're great. Retrovaniacs. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. You got anything, James? No, I think you, you covered it, buddy. Uh, <sighs> Derek and Don, we miss you. Come back soon. I'm sure they'll be around eventually. I'm sure they will. They're, they're busy, it, too. It's like Don said, it's like the podcast may be slow coming out, but they're never going to quit because it, they love it so much and they'll, it'll always yeah. be a thing, you know. I, I kind of feel the same way. I understand, because, like, this month, I didn't feel like recording, but I do feel uh-huh. a little yeah. more... Uh, I feel like we need to be giving something to the fans, you know. If they're coming to listen every month, we need to be putting something out every month, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Even if I it's agree. garbage Please. like this, I apologize for the episode, everyone listening... Um, I, I do real quick now that I'm thinking about it and maybe no one wants to listen to this, but I did, uh, in addition to my wife, um, having her problems recently, I did briefly mention a couple times, maybe my biological father had a, uh, double bypass surgery on his heart earlier in this month. Uh, it went through with flying colors. Um, he is in recovery. Excellent. Yeah. The man's 72 years old. So, uh, you know, this is scary, scary business. But um, he's currently in recovery. And before he went in to get, have the surgery, I called him and recorded our conversation because uh, my father and I, uh, I might call him once a year, if that. You know, we, we're not close. Uh, my mo- mom left him when I was six years old or something like that. So there's not a lot of dialogue between us. And I thought it'd be really cool to try and, talk to him about various stuff and so I recorded Mm -hmm. about a 30-minute conversation with him and um, he actually talked a little bit about uh, how he bought the original Nintendo for uh, my sister and I one Christmas when I was about six or seven years old and the things he went through to get it and a little bit about um, Atari and stuff back in the day when uh, it first came out and stuff so uh, I'm thinking maybe that stuff will be of interest to the listeners to some extent. So maybe I'll put it at the end of this episode if I'm so inclined. Uh, okay. If you don't want to listen to that kind of crap, it's just me talking to my old man about whatever and mostly about his heart and stuff. So it's pretty dry stuff. But, yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll attach that just to share that with everybody and, you know, humanize myself just that much more. Um, yeah, anyway, until then, keep it retro. and <laughs> We'll see you next time. See you later, everybody. Yeah. Alright, James. Thanks,
3: bud. Big show, yeah. Static selector. The show off. Don't get it bunched up, or you get punched up, punched out. You know what I'm saying? It's what it is. I don't take the name. Big shook, pugilist, head and body shots. Run your mouth a lot, you'll be taken out. Slapped in the face, kicked in the ass, and punched out. Hit the head, lay down, other ten, stay down. Use the clown. What you see when you fucking with me? You high maintenance cats is just chickens to me. Fortunately, you hide in gated communities, so there's a slim chance that you ever see me. Underground where the true cats pound their chest Not what DJ call it, but trust me, we the best. One, two, break the jaw. One, two, break the law. Money make.
2: hello hello hello
0: hey how you doing
2: doing well doing well
0: yeah yeah, yeah. figure i better call before you went under the knife uh i know you got what a couple days or so before it happens yeah, yeah About I'm,
2: five days or so
0: yeah five days yeah
2: yeah i'm just getting used to the thought
0: to the fall you know
2: <coughs> no to the thought oh of yeah. uh going under the knife i'm not uh I'm I'm just a little nervous about that.
0: Sure, sure. But
2: anyway, how's everything going with
0: you? I mean, it, it's going, you know. Yeah, I, I really yeah. just, yeah, I called to, to hear about you and your stories. I'm doing, I'm doing fine. The, We got all the girls outside swimming in the pool and yeah, I just thought I'd take a little minute and, well, <laughs> however long, it doesn't matter, but call, give you a call and just chit-chat about whatever, you okay. know.
2: I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, Working on catching up on my sleep and getting ready. Yeah. I still don't know what it's going to be like, but...
0: I know. I thought you'd had uh, some kind of surgery, like a bypass of some sort, before.
2: I have had uh, stents.
0: I see. Okay.
2: Yeah. The,
0: well, I was I was reading you, up on it, and it sounds like it's not that, that bad. Uh, something like 98% come out of it the other side okay, so...
2: Okay, well, I'm looking forward to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just don't be that 2%. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm sure you're going to be fine, but I'd be nervous as hell, too. I I don't trust or like doctors at all, so I very rarely go.
2: Yeah, that's my fault. I'm not really thrilled with them, but I've come out pretty good so far, but how many times can you go to the well, you know? (laughs) Well...
0: It happens to us all, so... Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, you're you're not old and, as an ancient yet, so I, I think you're going to be fine. I'm pretty confident.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you for your confidence.
0: <laughs> but uh, if, if, just in case, 2%, I just, uh, you know, wanted to call and, yeah, just hear whatever. I don't know, stories <laughs> and stuff I never got to ask you about, you know, how you met Mom and how you joined the Navy and any stories you just cool stuff you did I don't know I remember you used to ride a bike I don't
2: know. <laughs> well I have. You know, I, I thought about you asked that question before the last time you called I tried to think about it I just have to be able to sit down for some time and, and tell you all the old stories
0: yeah well that's that's what I'm calling for yeah I don't know that I'll be able to get up that way anytime soon I uh just financially, it's hard for me to, you know, this last trip even was uh, a bit much, you know, to get to Idaho. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we're living on a razor's edge, <laughs> you know how it is. Bought a house we couldn't afford, and, you know, here we are. I'm stuck in a job I don't like, so.
3: This is
0: what uh, it is.
2: We knee do that a lot, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> is that how you fell into being an electrician?
2: Yeah, actually, that was. I was an electronics tech, but when I got out, there wasn't any work. I went to work at Rainier School. I don't know if you remember that place or not. Yeah, sure. Went to work for the Went to work for the state as a an AC, an attendant, counselor, and the next thing I knew, I was working in the uh, maintenance department. <laughs> then a few years later, I was running <laughs> in the electrical department. It's just one of those things.
0: Sure. Look, well, look, that's, that's awesome yeah basically same story for me i uh fell into maintenance and then before long i was running it and then they i got promised that i would get a certain position and instead they did away with the position and just had me do the job anyway for the less pay and that's why i ended up leaving and going to the bakery cause, uh, yeah yeah i applied for a, a maintenance job i wanted to be you know working on the machines when they broke down kind of thing and uh gave a good interview, and she she said, well, I'd hate to tell you, but uh, I'd already hired someone for the position this morning, but if you want to come in and uh, uh, be just a production worker, you know, for shipping, uh, I, I need a guy today, kind of thing, and I was like, well, what's it pay, and hell, it paid more than I was making in maintenance at the paper, so took that position and uh within a couple months i was a uh, night manager for shipping and uh then they shut down the bakery and you know uh, a couple months later offered me uh the warehouse position um so yeah i've been stuck there gosh for almost 10 years i guess yeah right about oh, geez, 10 years that,
2: yeah that's a long time to spend any place you know it 10 is. years yeah. i've got
0: Twenty six I had with the state. Yeah. Well, you know, that's good though. There's some kind of pension involved in that, I imagine. So.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. You got that going for you. All I've got's a stinky 401k that uh, I can't seem to do anything with. You know, I I invest, you know, the six percent or whatever that they match me, but you know, I don't even think I've cleared fifty k in ten years in that thing. So. <laughs> If I work till I'm your age, I might have enough to, to die on. We'll see.
2: But yeah, well, it only takes about $2,000 to die on
0: it. So. <laughs> well, yeah, it depends on where you're at and what you want to do, yeah. There's a yeah. death tax here. I don't know if you guys got that, but it's like $500 just to die right off the top. I don't know what it pays for, but it's just called a death tax. And then, oh, yeah? Yeah. And then, then you got to pay for cremation and all that kind of stuff. So, oh yeah, yeah.
2: I hadn't, uh, I had heard of that, but I didn't. Uh, I don't know how it works. Yeah. <laughs> so, what if you refuse to die? Right. You don't have to pay the tax, right?
0: Uh, no, uh, no. <laughs> we we all go sometime, but no, that's, like Aunt Aunt true. Barb, uh, she passed away. I don't know if you even knew Aunt Barb. That was Mom's sister. Uh, she passed away last year. and <laughs> You know i'm pretty good close friends with uh her boys or we all grew up together and uh, it cost them eight hundred dollars to her, and then whatever else death tax and everything else on top of it yeah it came right out of about two grand i think so oh man no yeah got
2: you coming and going
0: yeah for sure they they get you every way they can and then some and then you know try and get in your estate and everything else so yeah it's just it's a nightmare i don't I don't want to mess with any of that stuff. I,
2: yeah. Just I, don't leave everything. Yeah,
0: there's that, yeah. yeah. I don't know, I've, I've always just liked the idea of going out to sea and just falling overboard and just, you know, that'd be good enough for me, you know. And, but everybody's different. <clears throat> some people want their body buried somewhere or whatever, I don't... And I, I get the need for the living to have a place to go to, you know, have closure or whatever, so I, I get yeah. it, I guess, but... Yeah, once I'm gone, I'm gone. That's the way I feel about it, you know. So, can't take this stuff oh, with mom. me. My wife
2: is bringing me my pills.
0: Oh, oh boy. For dinner?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, well, actually, I, I blew it and I ate my dinner first, so.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, dessert then.
2: Yeah. Well, how are the kids?
0: Oh, man, they're they're great. You know, Caroline's huge. It's unreal. She's, uh... I don't know. She comes up past my hip, and she's only, you know, she's four years old. So she's gonna be a monster. Oh yeah. And yeah, she's skinny as a, you know, rail, but yeah, just shooting up like a weed. So she's much taller than like we went and saw Nikki and and uh, her five-year-old. And you uh, has got a year and some change on her. And uh, Caroline was a head and maybe even shoulders above her. So she's big um good kid she throws a lot of tantrums and whatnot and she's spoiled as hell because you know she's my only kid but other than that you know she's she's good man She's good and nikki's littles are are pretty cool her littlest one is i guess two or three i guess three and uh is just tiny you know the littlest Uh kids i've ever seen uh kk is all of 18 pounds maybe you know so i could carry her all day long slugging around my near 50 pound four-year-old though is getting to be uh, uh kind of tough getting harder yeah. yeah i can make it from a parking lot to to the store usually but i i can't do very well outside of that i had to carry her all around the airport uh had a little mishap at the airport where i uh, ended up having to Basically run with her under my arm from uh, one gate to one one end of the airport to the other in Denver, and just barely made my plane so that was a lot of fun seeing a aging man with much luggage and a fifty pound kid mm. tucked under his arm trying to heisman through all the crowds and stuff i was I was breathing pretty heavy at the end of it, it as a it was a pretty good reminder that you know i'm I'm getting up there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. You knew that your mother's
2: uncles were pretty tall guys.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Everett and, uh, like
2: her, huge.
0: Yeah, yeah. She may be taken after that side. She she has a lot of the Nemeyer facial features. You know, she she definitely looks like uh, you know Angie and and I and Nikki and and Cassie to an extent. We all have the same cheekbones and the same you know this and that i think she got her mom's nose and uh you know she luckily she got all the best parts so far as far as physical of me and her mother so she's gonna be a little cutie gonna look a lot like nikki when she's older i think um a lot like mom Uh, like pictures of mom when she was a kid look almost identical to uh caroline they look a lot alike so she's gonna grow up and and uh and have all the men swimming at her feet, or women, I don't care which. But, yeah, she's going to lead a charmed life. So, that's good. Yeah.
2: I appreciate you calling me up. Uh, I'll give you a buzz after... I got together after the uh, operation and let
0: you know what's going on. For sure, yeah. Just, like I just Or one of us will. <laughs> right, right. Even if, if Shannon or Jennifer or whoever needs to call me and uh, we can just, you know, just give me an update, that'd be great. I'd like to know what's going on. You know, I wish I could get up there to you. Uh, it's just, like I said, it's not really in the cards, especially since I just took vacation. But uh, Yeah. Is what it is. Had I known, I probably would have worked something out. But I didn't know, you know, I didn't know about any of this until until you told me while I was trying to get food the other day. I'm always doing something, so yeah, I work too much and always got something going on, you know, between the podcast oh, and everything.
2: Oh, keep busy. That's what you got to do. Well, yeah. Uh, so Anyway, say hi to Caroline for me. Sure. All and, right. Uh,
0: everybody
2: Everybody else that wants to hear, let them know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm doing
2: okay though. Doing well.
0: You're getting around okay and
2: everything. So. Yeah, I'm still motating around. It, you know, the whole thing kind of came as a surprise to uh, Shannon and me too. We didn't know anything was basically wrong. I was supposed to go in for a uh, okay. an exploratory to check on the stents that they put in. The next thing I know, uh, they're putting me in the hospital and checking me out and saying that yeah, we'll. We can get you in for an operation on the 28th, I think. All right. I said, oh, that's nice to know. So I'll come this. home, and uh, Shan's happened to take care of me, and yeah. and I'm doing my best not to be a pain in the butt. All
0: right? Is it uh, wine- Is it uh, genetic, or did something cause it? You know,
2: it? I, I, I don't know that that's it. I think it's probably my lifestyle that put me where I'm at. You think so, yeah,
0: smoked a long time, but didn't the,
2: you? Oh, well, yeah, I smoked for quite a few years, did I quit, but I quit about thirty years ago
0: well that's that's good, that's probably why I'm still talking to you,
2: yeah, uh, otherwise, probably not
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's what's so weird. I was talking to uh some people about your life and mine and how like they've strangely paralleled as as far as oh. I know, despite you know you, you not being around um. Uh, influencing me. Like, I also smoked for a number of years and then quit. And I, yeah, I think I've quit over 10 years now. And I got into playing guitar and uh, rode a motorcycle and did all this stuff, you know. And it was like, and, and got all these crappy tattoos that I don't need and <laughs> kind of regret. It's it's, it's funny. Uh, it must be in uh, my genetic code or something, you know.
2: Yeah, that it probably is. Yeah. Or maybe, you know somebody said hey you
0: know your dad's got tattoos just like that well i would know, seen pictures and i have memories of uh, i believe you have a wolf on one forearm and i think mom's name somewhere <laughs> i don't know if it's yeah. still there but um yeah so well, maybe um, you never know oh gosh i just thought of something to ask yeah I, i'm like huge into video games were you big into games like in the 70s when that first came out
2: well, yeah, but they were easy, you know. When you're talking <laughs> about Pong and, <laughs> for sure, those guys, those kinds of things, you
0: know. Yeah, you had a Pong machine. I remember we had an Atari, and some kid came over and broke it when you were in your apartment. I remember that.
3: Yeah,
0: I remember you being I locked actually, out of your apartment one time, and you had to like jump on mom's car to get through a window. I remember that. I have little memories, you know, but
2: <laughs> little small ones. Yeah, actually, I had two Atari sets. Oh, nice. Well, yeah, it was nice. You know, I wish the heck I had not because they're worth some bucks.
0: Uh, you
2: know, the old ones, yeah.
0: I've got the uh, the 2600 still in its box sitting on my shelf in front of me right now. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah. And I've got maybe 50 to 100 games behind me, and I've got a ColecoVision. Hell, I've got, I don't know if you've ever seen pictures, I've got 40 or 50 systems and like 3,000-something games. Uh, oh, man. More than I'll ever need. Yeah. Well, that'll keep you busy. In my old age, I'm hoping. Yeah, In your old age, yeah. That's my retirement. Yeah. Yeah. If you're looking for an Atari, I got you. I'll get you one.
2: <laughs> Maybe sometime after all of this is over. For sure. We'll see.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. They make a flashback now. It's a. It just plugs into your TV and it has you know a couple hundred games from the old days on it. it plays just like the old ones and stuff. And they're pretty cool.
2: I'm trying to remember. There's one that was, uh, well, it was an Atari game that had, to do, had the tanks.
0: Oh, sure, combat.
2: Combat, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I just, all of them just had that uh, buzzing sound they made when they went around. <laughs> yeah. Shot. Wow, well, that's old stuff.
0: No, it's still fun, though. You can do those trick shots on combat where you can bounce it off the walls and kind of, like, get, you know, trick shots going and stuff. It was really neat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, those are some good ones. Yeah, you were actually the one that got me into video games to begin with, buying the uh, the Nintendo for us when I was, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I remember old that. Or something, yeah. What's funny I is... I
2: fought for that. <laughs> did you? Oh, yeah. I drove from uh, Boston, and I drove north. I can't figure how far, but there was one... There was a story, a story, a store that was going to have uh, ten, to, 10 of those Atari sets was gonna go on sale so like like uh, two days before Christmas. Oh, yeah. And I uh, drove up north and I got in there and man, the people were just clawing at each other. And I pushed my way up front and I slapped my hand on one of those and bought it. <laughs> awesome. Oh, I was so proud of myself. <laughs>
0: for sure the the irony being we didn't even get to play it for like a year maybe two years it's oh yeah yeah it sat under the bed uh mom's bed uh for years and then we went and saw grandma blondie in uh oklahoma where you know mom's at now and david you remember david it was uh yeah yeah he was playing the nintendo and when vince saw it he uh he was like oh it's this oh it's the nintendo and they were playing punch out and mario and all this stuff and the first thing he did when we got home was take that out from under the bed and hook it up and it stayed hooked up since i still got that nintendo somewhere in the house you know i remember you you sent it and then the next year you sent us uh, a game called adventure island and that was nikki's absolute favorite game she used to just play it incessantly and she was really good, too. It used to piss me off because she was way better at me than all the games, you know.
2: Yeah. yeah. I was never really good at anything. You kids were always beat me.
0: <laughs> well, that's just like my daughter taken to technology that confounds and confuses me. She's four, and she'll sit there and play around on the tablet. And, you know, I get on the thing, and I'm okay, now what do I do to do this? And, you know, it's all... Second nature to her because you know it was one of the first things she picked up, and I'm still expecting things to be like it was 20 years ago or whatever, you know. And yeah, I'm finding out a lot, you know. Like, I took a bunch of computer courses when I was younger, but you know, I studied like MOS DOS, and uh, a lot of that stuff is so antiquated now, it's you know, it's laughable. So, effectively, don't know anything about computers, you know. I, I can get by on my laptop, but. Uh, if you asked me to do anything overly complex, I'd be lost.
2: Well, I was going to get into, uh, programming. I took Fortran 4. Oh, yeah. Uh, programming language. That's an old one. Old, yeah. old. For sure. And then beyond that, I never did, uh, never st- stuck with it. Yeah. Got busy earning a living.
0: <laughs> well, that happens when you, you... Yeah. Uh, ...have a family, you know, and you... And life happens. You got to start doing, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So um, That's kind of where I'm at now. And, I, you know, I don't regret a thing, you know, uh, because it brought me Caroline, and she's awesome. So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I, I will reflect and think, boy, you know, I should have went to college for this or that or whatever, followed through with this dream or that dream or whatever. But, you know, if I had decided any other way, it wouldn't have led me to her, and she's, you know, she's the best she well, you know I'm over to death so yeah look at me getting all sappy <laughs> anyway I was born sappy <laughs> well it's yeah
2: it's getting about time I'm. what time is it back there five uh
0: Six? no no it's about eight o'clock over here
2: eight o'clock already hmm.
0: yeah yeah we're two hours ahead of you guys oh that's right yeah that's why I figured well, I'd better call now rather than later. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, I'm gonna to have to get a roll on, but I do appreciate you calling up, and we'll keep you informed.
0: Yeah, for sure. Do like I said, get get any one of them to call me and let me know yeah. or text me. You've got my number. Just even a text would be great. You know, just want to make sure okay. you're doing okay. All right. We'll do. All right. Well, I you. Take it.
2: care now. I love you too. All, All right. Bye. Bye uh